The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave! Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrough. Alright, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. Doom and gloom. Doom, it is doom. I was dooming it up on Twitter today and people were getting on me. But I want to start with this. Uh, Well, we're sponsored, right? You got to drop the Oh, yeah, the Pelican House, uh, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go there. They have 130-something draft beers on tap and you will fucking need them all for the Saints right about now. Um, For the whole season. Mark Ingram got hurt. Uh, the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They support us, so you should support them. Um, you know, I, I was being a little negative on Twitter and in my column because, look, the Saints are 0-2. And, and, and history says, Andrew, if you're 0-2 since 1990, you have a 12% chance of making the playoffs. And what I was arguing with people on Twitter a little bit about is people are saying, no, no, the Saints 0-2 – it's different. The Saints are a special snowflake. And I want to tell you something. Statistics, you can deny them, but they're a fact. And I want to use this analogy. Me and my wife, we're trying to have a baby. And we've been doing this process for a while. And when we start trying to have a baby, they're like, hey, you people are at a certain age. And when you're at a certain age, you're going to create this many eggs. And it's going to be really hard to have a baby. Statistics tell you unless you use fertility drugs. And me and my wife were like, no, no, no. We're special. We're different. We're in shape, and my wife is Mexican, and Mexicans can have kids if you just look at them sexy. Uh, so we're going to be fine. We're different. We're different. We're different. Three years later, we're still trying to have a fucking baby. My point is the statistics are hard for 0-2, 12% chance of making the playoffs. One oh, it's less, that high? What's that? It's that high? 12% of 0-2 teams since 1990. That started to have made the playoffs. One of the last 60, Carolina from last year. That's the list. But if you want to be a little positive, even though it's 12% of the, the teams that start 0-2 have made the playoffs, if your point differential is less than 8, which the Saints is, they've given up 63 points and they've scored 58. Uh, if you point differential is less than 8, you have a 24% chance of making the playoffs. So the Saints' odds double. But it's only 24. So it's basically Kevin. They're 0-2. It's going to take a minor miracle for them to make the playoffs. And if saying that makes me a negative self-promoting asshole on Twitter, then that's what I am. Well, Ralph, I've always known you to be negative. I am. 
and self-promoting. Well, and Bradley from Black, the Black and Gold Review tried to steal my Doom title, so I had to just take it right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he only got one of those Dusty Rhodes title reigns, so don't <laughs> worry, you got it back pretty quick. Um, all right, more bad news to to to, to start this podcast. Up. Mark Ingram, Andrew, was hurt. He broke his Oof. wrist. And Oof. by the way, hand or wrist? I thought it was broke hand. His, he broke his hand. Right. Um, and by the way, that motherfucker stuff, he did that in the first half and just kept on going and had 83 yards and a, and three catches for 21. So, yeah, you've, you, I've seen guys do that with ankle breaks too, you know, where before the swelling occurs, um, you know, you, you kind of have the, the severe injury and then you don't really feel it. You know, it kind of goes numb. And before, the, before you get the swelling, you can actually play on it. And, uh, you know, it's after – you know, the swelling starts to occur and you realize it's broken that, you know, obviously as, as you progress, as the days go by, you realize it's a serious injury and then you can't. Play How big it. a blow is it, Ingram being hurt? I mean, I think it's potentially devastating. Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it, I think running back is one of the positions where the Saints could really afford an injury. Now, the timing just sucks because Ingram was so good. I mean, he's been playing so well. And I mean, if you look at the this entire a- roster, I think the three guys I can point to, I mean, maybe you could throw the offensive line as a unit. They've played well, but like if you, if I could point out three guys that have basically held the team together, it's Graham Ingram and Morstead. I mean, those three guys have been playing lights out and um, they're the only guys on the roster. I can really point to that have played perfect football. This is the Ingram that the saints we thought we were getting. In, in, that we were that we hope to get, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, this I mean, is the guy that we thought you know would be a Heisman Trophy winner, and, and that would translate. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think I still think the Saints are in decent shape at that position because you know Pierre Thomas, obviously, we know what he can do, and, and this is going to be the Kyrie Robinson show a little bit, um, and it'll give him a chance to show what he can do. Yeah, um, Kevin, I, I saved this for you. I don't know if you saw it. I'm going to give a shout-out to my, bo- my boy Bradley at the Black and Gold Review. Uh, he did a GIF, or GIF, whatever you want to call it, of the, of, the final, of the final Saints play. Um, and it was a clown show reminiscent of your boy Rick Venturi. I mean, they couldn't line up. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And people were running wide the fuck open, Kevin. Uh, how concerned are you that this defense is reverting to 2012 Spagnola or God forbid Rick Venturi levels of, of, uh, absurdity? Well, I said yesterday I was at DEFCON 3. Yeah. So it's all going to depend on what happens in the Vikings game. I could go all the way down to DEFCON 1 by the time the game ends there. Um, Obviously, I'm concerned because I, I I think this was part of a this might have been one of the points that uh, that he made in his column on on uh, Saints win was that isn't that Reed Gilbert? Yeah. Well, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. Well, then who the hell am I? Well, who am I talking about? You're talking about Bradley? Yeah, it's on Black and Gold Review. Sorry, I apologize. I meant Bradley. Yeah. I got. I get my. Uh, your blogger's confused. I get my blog. Well, no, I, I, I get the blogs confused. Um, so he was saying that, that Cleveland basically fell ass backwards into their win 
which makes it even more, which makes it even worse because, as he was pointing out, and correctly, I think, had Hoyer actually been more competent and could actually hit uh, receivers that were more wide open, had, had actually hit the wide open guys, and had the guys had been that were open caught and held on to the ball, it's possible Cleveland would have won this game going away. I'm, I counted four wide open, 15. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Plus yard passes that Hoyer just missed. Yeah, so... A couple of them on third and long, too. Yeah. Their third down defense is atrocious. It's, it's, it's beyond atrocious. I don't even know. So, I mean, the offense is still, you know, look, Saints offense still doing its job, but defense got to step up. And, and the guy who got all those fucking basketballs and the little dog... Uh, this is the time to rally the defense and not to call out the fan. fucking fan base, man. On Twitter. Yeah. 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 Don't don't <laughs> engage. Look, don't engage the fan base and say anything about them. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. It, it does. It nobody wins. In fact, nobody wins because you piss off some people, some people. Yeah. Are there fake fans out there? Sure. But do you want to fucking sit and parse it all out? No. I don't. I really don't. And I know Junior Gillette doesn't have the fucking time to do it. You don't have the – in fact, I'll tell you. You don't have the time to do it. You worry about crushing uh, fucking Christian Ponder and uh, and, uh, Mr. Switch back there when he tries to break the, uh, the, 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 the plane. Okay. You worry about crushing those two guys, switch Peterson and, 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 and all that other kind of all horse. Right. Okay. All right. Andrew, uh, you are here and we, we love you cause you break down that film. You grade the offense, you grade the defense and I'm going to throw out a theory to you and you can shoot it down or you can agree with it or whatever. Um, Sean Payton and Rob Ryan got into a screaming match on the sideline. That's that happens all the time. My theory on why the screaming match happened is I think the Saints defense was in complete panic mode at the end because Rob Ryan didn't. They, people say he blitzes a lot, but he doesn't really blitz that much. 
He was going full Greg Williams double G at the end, just hoping for a miracle. And I think that's part of the problem is why Sean Payton was screaming at him. He was either screaming at him because he was desperate or they're just unorganized. What well, I think the, the shouting match I saw kind of start when they were inside the five. You know, there was a couple plays at the beginning of the uh, there was a couple plays at the beginning of that drive, that final drive, um, and that's yeah. where the disagreement started. So um, I don't really know why, to be honest with you. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely sense panic. Um, I mean, I think look, if you're a Saints fan, I, I mean, you want Rob Ryan and Sean Payton's relationship to be good, and the fact that they're on the sidelines arguing with each other is a good sign. That means they're talking. Um, and Greg Williams and Sean Payton, as we all know, uh, wouldn't even look at each other. Um, that by is the true. End. I forgot about that. So, uh, you know, I think, look, tempers flare in, in a game, and, and especially when you're losing, um, that's going to happen. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't sense that there's trouble in paradise. or. Well, or well, why do you I, think I, I don't think we need to uh, – that I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I, uh, well, so they started to argue, and then all of a sudden you started to see a lot more zero blitzing. And um, so my sense is, and unfortunately for the Saints, it didn't work, but my sense is it was probably something to the effect of, look, we're not getting to the quarterback. Our guys can't cover, so you need to start sending everybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, need, we need to try something here. Were you we're not okay the quarterback. with it? Yeah, you... I was. I was because, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you gamble. It's an inexperienced quarterback that kind of lacked accuracy. That's and, an understatement. Uh, yeah, and so I think when, when you've got a guy that lacks accuracy, um, you try to force his hand, try to force him into making a mistake. And so um, that's why, I mean, if it, if it was Matt Ryan, if it was an experienced quarterback, I, wow. I wouldn't be for it. But, um, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, I mean, this game, I think you, you can blame the defense a lot less. Um, I, this really was a collective loss for me, um, top to bottom. Yeah, I you thought, can't I thought Offensively, they just they started too slow. Uh, once they finally got going, the defense actually had some they, stops. They and gifted the team, 10 points to Cleveland. They gifted 10 points. I mean, the pick six was... was Patrick was, Robinson gifted 10 points to Cleveland. Yes, he did. Um, you know, Patrick Robinson, obviously, we haven't even brought him up really yet. But, um, you know, I, I agree with Sean Payton to an extent. I think there's a lot of blame to go around. And I think uh, he's kind of maybe may bearing the brunt of it unfairly. I mean, there, there, there's... You can point the finger at other guys, but I. But the one thing I keep going back to now, first of all, I'm going to say jumping off sides on fourth and four. No, that that angers me a lot more than any pass interference or blown coverage like that. That's just there's a difference between being inept or not good enough or just just blowing it and and being really stupid and and jumping off sides on fourth and four. It, that that's just poor IQ. And that's just that, that's unacceptable. You know that that's the Martez Wilson special, and there's a reason why Martez Wilson's not in the league anymore. Um, it's because he made a career out of doing stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, but I, going back to Patrick Robinson, I mean, I think you can look up and down the roster and say this guy made a mistake here, this guy made a mistake here. But I think a lot of these guys are, are kind of oscillating between positive plays and negative plays. And the problem with Patrick Robinson that there's no positives. I mean, it's literally a game full. Now, we saw it in the Ravens preseason game, and now we've seen it back-to-back games in the regular season. He, everything he does is just poor right now. He, and and so I, I think from that standpoint, sure, Sean, but John Baptiste is going to struggle the corner, or you know, if you throw in Brian Dixon or try Corey White, I mean, sure, those guys are going to struggle, but I just I have a hard time believing that they're going to screw the pooch every 
So I, well, I think you here, have to make a change. You have here's, to. Here's my question to you, Kevin. At this point, Patrick Robinson, do you just not want to see him on the field anymore? And it, yes. Yes. <laughs> Say it, Kevin. Yes. And you just you don't like you you just even if even if Jean even if the other ones aren't any better you're just like I don't want to see Patrick Robinson anymore. Yeah, for right now, it's like look, I said it yesterday. I'll probably say it next week, and I'll say it anytime in a game he's burned like uh, like fucking French toast that's been left out too or been left in the pot too long. Uh, I would rather see a guy that was not drafted in the first round that's been in the league for, for many years. Well, I I mean many, like he's been in what five, this is fifth season. Who is that? Patrick Robinson. Yeah. He's this his fifth year. Uh, so I would rather see a guy that wasn't drafted in the first round. That's only been in the league two years or less getting beaten in roughly the same way, because then I can at least say, well, you know, he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time. He is new. He's learning the system and all that. This guy's, this guy's been here his, his whole career. He ought to know the system. He ought to know. I don't if, know. If he hasn't figured it out by now. Patrick Robinson, he just – Andrew, you watch films. He just, to me, like he has no ball awareness at all. Like he just I, – I don't know. If yeah, the sad, the sad thing on the, on the PI play – on the PI play, the coverage is good. You know, he's there. Um, it's contested. The ball is, is arguably uncatchable. I mean, the receiver's probably not coming up with the ball. And and there's just no need for contact. He's right there. You know, he makes the play. But instead, instead of turning to the football and, and trying to contest, he, he just levels the guy. He hits him in the, in, the, in the chest and knocks him down. And it's just an easy call for the referee. And that's just... I mean, again, like you said, it's just really poor awareness. It's, he just, it's like he's like, lost. The Saints, and this will be old school Saints fans if you're if you're 33 or 34 and older. The Saints used to have a corner they drafted pretty high, Robert Massey, and he had the same issue as Patrick Robinson. Could run, could jump. If you built a corner, he'd be what you wanted, but he just he couldn't locate the ball and. I don't know, yeah. Andrew, if that's a teachable skill or that's just kind of instinct. I don't know, but to play corner in the NFL, you have to have it. And well, a lot, a lot of people are saying it's a confidence issue with him. I mean, at some point, if confidence is so low that he's continually hurting his team, yeah, and I, I, at I some think point, you got to pull a ripcord. I think that's true, and I think that's part of the reason why Keenan Lewis was vocal in defending him today. I, I because I think there's a sense maybe with the Saints it's like he's the best they got and they got to yeah. they got well, to that, that, that's actually a, that's actually a solid argument. I mean that that I have trouble, you know, a lot of people are saying bring in Champ Bailey. I mean, look, there's a reason Champ Bailey got cut. The dude couldn't stay healthy for 15 plays. He he literally couldn't go 15 snaps without getting injured. And finally in the Ravens game, they say he's healthy and he's ready to go. He busts up his finger and has to leave the game. I mean, the guy was just injured nonstop during training. His body, his body's done. Like you, his, you get to be an NFL done. player. So, you hit a certain age, your body just goes, no, you can't do this anymore. I, I get that fans feel like, hey, he can't be any worse, but I mean, the guy has proven throughout training camp that he can't get on the field. So, 
Um, I, I understand, you know, w- wanting a change, but, and again, I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback on what a lot of the reporters are saying this week. You're not just going to pick up some guy off the street that's better than Patrick well, Robinson. In fact, well, most a, guys you pick up off the street are going to be worse. And yes, a, that, that is possible. Here's a fun question. I'll ask it to you, Kevin. Um, and my friend who's a Dallas Cowboy fan, and he's ecstatic because their defense is not the worst on the earth. On the earth. Uh, he asked me a fun question today. Do you remember Jason Kraft for the Saints? Of course. Yeah, vaguely. Vaguely. All right, I'll start with you then, Andrew. If the Saints could get Jason Kraft today for a fourth-round pick, would you do it? Oh, that's a tough one. I, I think I would be tempted to – I think I'd be tempted to roll the dice with Dixon or Jean-Baptiste or one of those guys and at least just see what they have before I make that deal. I mean, a fourth-round pick, you know, you can get a quality player out of that. And Jason Kraft, was just, Jason. Jason Kraft was just a meh corner. Like, yeah. Now, if you told me Randall Gay, I would absolutely make the trade. So, I mean... And I'll, I'll say another thing. Patrick Robinson is really lucky that we had the worst Saints ever um, in the summer because he's definitely playing his way into that tournament. He is. He is playing. He is playing his way. Um, Kevin, Sean Payton said in this press conference, somebody asked him, did you, did you run, did you run the ball enough? Did you have enough balance? And he said, how many yards did we run? How many rushing yards did we have? Next question. But my point to you is, yeah, they had a 775-yard rushing, but if you're kicking Cleveland's ass running the ball, why shouldn't you just do it until they stop you? Well, here's – here's again, and and I, this will be a refrain probably uh, this evening. <clears throat> like I said yesterday, yeah. they didn't fucking run the ball enough in the first half. I remember in the first quarter going, Jesus Christ, man, I, I think they've only run it a couple of times, but it's worked both times. How about doing that a little bit more? And then when they started to do it more, oh, what the fuck do you know? It's working more. And then finally in the second half, listen, I'm not saying the second half they needed to necessarily run it more. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I'm with you in that whole, yeah, do it until they make you alter your plan. But had you fucking gone and pulled it out in the beginning. And had you tested it fucking then, you'd have seen it was working. You'd have been doing it more. You'd have controlled the clock more. And we wouldn't have had to fucking worry about Brian fucking Hoyer leading a goddamn drive of 95 fuck. He basically fucking Elwayed. For the Browns. 80, 85 yards. The, on that drive, the, the Cleveland completed a third and six, a third and a third and six, a third and three, and a fourth and 12, I think it was. No, it was like fourth and seven. Four, oh, it was a third and 12, a fourth and six, and a third and four. Right. I mean, that Andrew, that's, a, that's atrocious. I mean, I, th- this whole defensive line to me, Andrew, is just a – Big bag of suck right now. It is. I mean, but at least you you saw Hakeem Hicks play a little better. I thought Cameron Jordan played better 
you know, Galette at least got the sack and he got a holding penalty that negated a huge, uh, a huge gain. So I thought the defensive line, at least, at least we saw signs of improvement, you know, and that's something you can hang on to. Um, hopefully that, that they, they can just continue to play better. And we, we've seen them last season play really well. So the potential is there with those guys. Um, you know, again, I just think right now the biggest concern is just this number two corner. Um, and, you know, you hate to harp on it. And, and you know, I, I hate to pick on Patrick Robinson, but, I mean, he's the one guy that is yet to do anything positive for this team. And, I mean, you can you can rag on Curtis Lofton for his coverage, and you can rag on David Hawthorne for missing a tackle. But those guys make plays. I mean, they, they make plays sometimes. You know, they, they make a nice tackle near the line of scrimmage. They're not inept. Um, the problem with Patrick Robinson is there's 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 he's shown us zero. How much of a draw if Hawthorne, because Michael Hawthorne was hurt too. Michael Hawthorne? Or David Hawthorne, sorry. Uh, Michael Hawthorne was a Saint player. Michael Hawthorne, by the way, is another player that was a glaring omission from worth saying never. Yeah, he was a terrible corner. Uh, but um, uh, David Hawthorne, he's injured. How much of – if he can't go and they have to use Humber, how concerned are you? Not – again, I, that's another position. I think the Saints are pretty deep, and, and uh, the drop-off is not that significant. I mean, they, they could even put in Paris Harrelson, and he could fill in a little bit there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm actually surprised. I think Humber has played pretty poorly up to this point, um, but he's a guy that has come in in the past and done pretty well. So, you know, again, running back, you know, those are the positions. I mean, we talked about this. You know, who are the players the Saints can't afford to lose? And I kind of said, besides Breeze, it's Teron Armstead, it's it's Keenan Lewis. Um, if there's any silver lining with losing a guy like Hawthorne Ingram, hopefully it's not for too long. Um, but those are two positions that I feel like they, they have some depth and they have players that can step in and play well. Uh, Kevin, this was a this was a uh, not necessarily a question because we'll get to the Twitter questions in a second, but it was just a statement by somebody on Twitter. And I think it needs to be addressed. Uh Rob Ryan trimmed his hair a little bit. Is that why the Saints defense is sucking? Ooh. Because I feel like it might be. Yeah, yeah, don't touch the hair. Don't touch the hair. It, because, look, seriously, if I I got a, a uh, co-worker got a Saints hat, but it didn't fit his head. So he gave it to me. Fit me fine. So I've been wearing it the last two weeks, and I'm probably not going to bring it to the bar in week three. Just not. So don't don't trim your fucking you know don't get a haircut, don't trim the beard, don't do anything. You listen, you should be looking like fucking a fat Methuselah by week twelve. <laughs> okay, Andrew, you know. What is the ceiling on this defense after we've had the re- the the sort of the reset of everything after two horrible weeks? What, you know, because the only the only defense the only defense that's worse for points allowed is the the Jaguars, and the Jaguars aren't even a pro team. <laughs> Man, I I honestly don't know. Um, you know, I I still think this team can get sacked. I mean, I still think Galette and and Cam Jordan can beat tackles um especially later in the season you, you we know this you if know, they can't tackles, do it at home though jesus man if they can't yeah but tackles tackles i mean look galette's gone up against jake matthews who played out of his mind 
and he's gone up against Joe Thomas, who's probably one of the best top five left tackles in the league, if not better. So um, Gallette will have lower degrees of difficulty um, as we move forward. Starting this week, and look, as you get deeper into the season, guys start to get injured, and uh, when you start playing against backups, um, usually that bodes well for your team. So, you know, if those guys can stay healthy, um, I think they'll have easier matchups as we progress through the season. But um, anyway, no, I, I think that that can get better. Um, for me, it's just I just don't really see a scenario at number two corner. Again, we've talked about this. It's, it's Patrick Robinson. What's the alternative? Minnesota I mean, had six you, you, sacks they gave up to New England, by the way, at home. Yeah, that's good news. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got you've got a a rookie corner that's not ready. You've got an undrafted rookie free agent. You've got Corey White, which I think we can all agree is much better suited to play nickel. Um, and by the way, he had a pretty abysmal game in his own right yeah. um, against Cleveland. So, you know, corner is, is a mess for the Saints. It really is. They've got one guy right now. Um, Kevin, you know, we were all excited about the Jarris Bird uh, signing. Um, but – Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but looking back at it, should the Saints maybe have just rolled with Bush and Vaccaro at safety and gone out and got two four and a half million dollar corners? Uh, I'm gonna be honest, I don't want to play that game. <laughs> I really don't because you know, suppose they get two two average enough corners and then they just keep picking on the fucking safeties. Then we're going to say, man, they should have done this. I just uh, – yeah. yeah. I don't know. Look, they got a really good fu- – they, they got a real good player in Jarvis Bird. I, 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 I don't want to fucking play that game. I just I just don't. Yeah, I mean I, I think we need to remember too that Jarvis Bird just came off back surgery. He didn't perform really in training camp much. He, he didn't play in many of the games, and he didn't get a ton of reps. And I think a lot of the missed tackles we're seeing is just rust. I mean, he's got to get back used to the speed of the game. You know, he's a guy that's coming off back surgery. I'm sure that plays with your mind a little bit. Um, So, you know, I I think we need to give him a little time and leeway here. Um, You know, the defense has created one turnover in two games, and that was Jairus Bird doing it. So, um, you know, he hasn't been great, but I think you'll start to see more results as the season progresses with him. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. Um, you know, totally off the topic of the defense, and I feel like something that's really getting overlooked. You know, you mentioned how Morstead's been playing great, and he did a fantastic job pinning Cleveland deep. Um, but Andrew, they they're if there's a worse team uh, returning punts than the Saints, I'd like to see it. Kickoffs or punts or punts. both. Now, I think it's both. I mean, I think Cadet has once again – I mean, I just don't understand how he keeps winning the kickoff return man role for this team. I think that's three years running now. The one-eyed um, man is king of the blind, Andrew. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, once again, you know, he, he takes two kicks out and the Saints don't get to the 15. I mean, that's inexcusable. I mean, that that's literally – you shouldn't be taking him, taking him out if you can't get past the 15. And, uh, you know, I think kickoff return is arguably worse – right now than punt return. Um, you know, Brandon Cooks, he, he, he's exciting, but he, he lacks experience. And I thought there was a couple times he called fair catches yeah. where he should have returned he was it. Tentative. There was one, there yeah, was one of them. I was like, 
Yeah. Oh boy, he looks. He just. Look, well, that means he's a rookie. They put Jarris Bird back there a couple times too. You know, it's one of those things where I wish the Saints would give up a roster spot to to a real explosive specialist. I really do. Hell, I'd take Courtney Roby at this point. I mean, that's well, he ne- he never returned punts though. He was strictly a kickoff guy. Emergency. I'd take Chad Morton. Oh my God! I mean, it's bad. It's bad. But uh, Kevin, I was annoyed with people on Twitter today a lot. But the one thing that I was really annoyed with in my emails from the WWL column was people saying that the Greenbrier made the Saints soft. <laughs> Kevin, is am I right to just think that's completely fucking ridiculous? Well, I wasn't the one that spent time at the at uh, at ye old Greenbrier. Uh, we had our. Uh... That's old, that's old with an E at the end, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our, our ye old resident, uh, resident, uh, what, West Coast ACC expert, or no, East Coast, Jesus Christ, I'm an idiot. Uh, ACC expert, uh, Andrew, Andrew Juge with five O's. Juged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he did that. Um, I, I don't think it was. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I, I don't know. Cause I mean, didn't they? Didn't they look okay in preseason? Didn't they look okay in preseason? Because war. Because wasn't I reading tweets during the game yesterday saying that if I ever hear another person say the Saints look good in preseason, I'm lighting all their stuff on fire. <laughs> you did. Or I'm punching them in the dick and all that kind of stuff. So they looked okay in preseason. So no, just just fuck off with this, man. <laughs> Just fuck off with this. Like, like what? I mean, this is this is some Saints report shit. It is. <laughs> Saint, that is a, that is the lowest blow of all. This is some Saints. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a T-shirt made. Of I that. tell you what. Well, I, well here, here, let no. me ask you. Let me let me ask you. And, and this is the, I I would point to this as my reasoning why the Greenbrier is definitely not to blame for this. But and again, I hate to keep railing on Patrick Robinson because there, there's plenty of again plenty of blame to go around. But I would pose this question to both of you guys. If there is a half-competent – okay, let, let, let's say Jabari Greer pre-injury. You know, Let's say the injury had never happened. If Jabari Greer is the number two corner, healthy on the Saints right now, and that knee injury had never happened. They're 2-0. Do they win both of those games? They're 2-0. No? They're 2-0. I'm pretty I'm – pretty, I'm pretty certain they're 2-0. Yep. Because and so I, the team might still have problems. They may still have had tight games. But for me, the bottom line is it's it's a talent issue. It's a talent issue specifically at cornerback. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, um, you know, and they they. And it's not like they're going to go zero and sixteen. I'm not saying they're so bad at number mm-hmm. two corner that they can't win a game. But right now, I'm just saying if you were to transpose a better corner at that position alone. That's probably enough to win both of those games. Hell, I would say you wouldn't even need healthy Jabari Greer last year. I think you could go, I think you could go like Jason Kraft or uh, who was that little bitty corner they used to have? Ken Irvin, remember for for Dit? Oh for, God, for Hazlitt. Jeez. I mean, I I think it's you terrible. could go. I think you could go that. Mark way. McMillan. I, they'd be probably be one and one. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, it's point taken. I mean. All right, now we're going to get to, I don't know, look, Kevin, uh, should Adrian Peterson be playing this week? No. 
No, he shouldn't. But and, of course, of course, he should. The game matters. Right. Well, well that th- that and also because they, they've the, lost the game. They're one right, one right, now. He right. The fucking Vikings got housed by by the Patriots. So obviously, listen. If they were if they were two and zero, he absolutely shouldn't be playing. If not, well, no, if they were two and zero, there's no way he'd be playing. Right. There's no fucking way he'd be playing. Yet, you know, yet fucking Chris He's, Cook. As a, know, one thing, Kevin, he as a gambling degenerate. Uh, you two guys might know this, but I know this. I don't. Vegas, uh, the highest rated non-quarterback player by Vegas is Adrian Peterson. When he plays, it's three extra points on the line for the Vikings. When he doesn't, the the line, when they was like, he's not playing, it moved three and a half points towards New England. Wow. That Like, that's how valuable he is. He's the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL. But continue. I'm just saying, you know, Chris Cook uh fucking gets accused of what what the fuck was it accused of strangling his girlfriend not charged they just cut his ass right off well no 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 they suspended him without pay then he was charged and then he was acquitted in march of 2012 now from there i don't know what the fuck happened to him but whatever but they didn't fucking do any of that shit with adrian peterson i'm glad they sat him that that, that showed some fucking principle that showed more principle than fucking carolina who had to be shamed 90 minutes before the fucking start of a game <laughs> to say their guy who's been convicted, convicted of fucking uh, abuse uh, was going to sit. And, and that, and yeah, now, but, yeah, but it's hung up on appeal, so don't judge. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now they're going to do the whole – now they're going to do all the bullshit. We're going to let the, the system, the legal system play out, just like they're doing in Frisco with that shithead McDonald. Well, Even though fucking Harbaugh said the toss, they're going to ta- toss a guy on his ass. He if hasn't he had charged yet, though, right? McDonald. I, I don't fucking – look. Look, let, I, I tell you what. I'll even throw it back to P- – let me get it back to Peterson Okay. because, because I'm going to fucking get it personal real fucking quick here, real oh fucking quick. And if, and if I got family listening to this, you may want to turn this off because you're probably going to get mad at me. And that's <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. oh, dear God. And that's okay. Here we go. Fucking Peterson got investigated for a, for a different abuse investigation for another one of his sons. Got a scar on his face. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he also have a kid die from abuse? No. That, that, yeah, that was, was somebody that else. Was the hand of that was somebody else. But I'm just saying, where there's smoke. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that that's got nothing to do with that's that's Coach, somebody you, else being that's somebody else being a shitty human being. Okay. Uh, besides Adrian Peterson, look. Uh, it, it ain't fucking right. It just ain't fucking right. I mean, I I I, I gotta go fucking Chris Carter on 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 everybody here, but I mean, it ain't fucking right. Okay. Now, Chris Carter was raised by a single mom. I was raised by two parents. Uh, my mom did most of the raising. My dad, you know, uh, my dad not exactly the most emotionally available man. Whatever. Uh, but. He used a belt on me one time, one fucking time. Now I did some, I did something pretty fucking deplorable. I will <laughs> cop to that. Uh, I'm not. It, it it wasn't even like oh I spilled milk. No no no. It was something pretty fucking bad that warranted disciplining of some sort. Uh, but use the belt on me. Now I tweeted this a while ago, so I got no. I, I, it's already fucking out there. Uh, started going to town on me on the with the belt, and I was just in such shock. I wasn't screaming. I wasn't crying. Nothing. I was just in just – I was stunned. 
the old man fucking looked at me and demanded that I start fucking crying. And he kept whooping me until I did. So guess what? That's fucking wrong. Yeah. That's draconian. Here. Good. Get whipping a fuck. And listen, I was in fucking sixth grade. Uh, so what is that? 12, 13? Yeah. That's fucking wrong. Even for a 12, 13 year old. So let's extrap. So let's, let's, you know, bust out the, the multiplication chart and extrapolate backwards. So let's see. 12, 13 year old. Attacked by uh, 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 no 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 that's my fault attacked I'm not even uh, that's that bad word uh whooped hit whooped, whooped over enthusiastically whooped by a man whose mindset is the 1850s uh an average type man with a punch sl- smacked around with a belt repeatedly not a top of the line uh, so, NFL athlete right right not a top of the line athlete. In his fucking prime, attacking a attacking a four year old with a stick. So and- let's see. So let's see. My old man was in the fucking wrong for hitting me with a belt. What the fuck do you think I'm gonna say about Adrian Peterson hitting a four year old with a fucking stick? Well, here's all right. Here- and, and let me tell you something. I love my I love my dad to death. I love him. I love him. I, I'd, I'd still call him a fucking asshole, <laughs> but I love him to death. You only get one father, but at the same time, guess what? I'd fucking take a goddamn stick to Adrian Peterson if I had the chance. I'm just going to fucking throw that out there. Yeah, well, I'm just and- going to throw that out there because let me tell you something. You fuck around. No, 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 no. We ain't having that. You fuck around. You fuck around with your kids like this and it fucks them up mentally. It fucks them up mentally. Yeah, I know you turned out. Okay, quote unquote, you know, all pro fucking football player. You're making millions of dollars. Well, you also got seven kids. You also got nine fucking kids or whatever with seven women or whatever. So I don't know how much better you are than fucking me. I really don't, dude. My wife does but, not agree with you, Kevin. She 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 says beatings never hurt anyone. <laughs> you know, hey, look. I, 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 now, now, now listen, I'm not I, – I, I pray Hot Wheel Racetracks. I pray that uh, I, I I sincerely hope that that uh, that whenever I have kids that 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 that, that I don't fall into uh, the that kind of bullshit pattern that, that that my own father did. Well, Andrew, you have you know you have kids, so a couple of questions I want to ask you. Um, Shit, this is why we need Dave on the fucking conversation. <laughs> Well, Andrew's got Andrew's got multiple kids, right? So two, yeah. So, so you don't beat your kids. At least you, you didn't cop to it on Twitter. <laughs> I have never laid a finger on my kids. How often do you want to beat your kids, though? I mean, come on, be honest. You, you... Uh, my son's. I have. For, I have a four-year-old boy. So daily. <laughs> I mean, look. I, I'll tell you this. I'm not a violent person, and. My wife and I agreed, you know, before we had kids, like we're, that's just not how we're going to discipline our kids. And um, I'll tell you, I mean, it, it's hard, you know, when you've got a four year old that talks back and, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure any parent <laughs> is listening to this, you know, it, it, it definitely tests your patience. But it, it's I'll tell you, it's hard for me to judge on something like this. And, you know, obviously, when you use a weapon, the stick, 
Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but right. you know, it, it's one of those things where I think there was a generation, you know, obviously, and, and I was whipped with a belt and, you know, I, I think a lot of us were, you know, that was part of the generation of spankings and, and stuff. And certainly our parents' generation was doing a lot of that. And I think that's trickled down obviously to some of us and some of us do, some of us don't. Um, and personally, I, I've just made the decision that that's not okay for me. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to tell someone else how to raise their kid, but, uh, you know, I'll throw this out there. Um, our ancestors had slaves, you know, um, Germany's ancestors had concentration camps. So I'm just saying the excuse, I I don't really buy the, well, my parents did it or, you know, my, my, the older generation, that's how they did things. Um, I'm not, I don't buy it that that's, that's a good enough well, excuse to, to yeah, I mean, look, make it I don't okay. Have kids. Here's, here's my question to you guys, and I'll start with you, Kevin. Um, you know, that story that he, that, that came out that he's got another kid that he beat and has got a scar on his face. If another story comes out, or let me phrase it this way, how likely do you think it is that he's going to play Sunday? Let me tell you, son, if another fucking, let me tell you. They got to be looking at this thing right now because this, okay, this, this can still be used as admissible evidence in the thing he's facing now to establish a pattern. So the Vikings ought to be fucking examining this thing real close. And if a third fucking thing comes out, and who knows what can happen with the last week that the NFL has had, but if a third thing comes out, I wanted this motherfucker on a catapult. Sproles just on a fucking catapult. I got, I got, I got to give his PR team some credit. I don't know if you guys read his his statement, but well, he's uh, got Rusty, he's got Rusty Harden as his lawyer, and I know you guys aren't from Houston, and you might know him. He he defended Roger Clemens when Roger Clemens got uh, tried on per, I think perjury in front of Congress. Yeah, and Rusty Harden charges like an ungod. He's like he's maybe the best lawyer in America. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely earning his keep because I feel like after reading that statement from Adrian Peterson, uh, there's a lot of forgiveness going around. I think he charges $950 an hour. I think. It's, prob- it's probably worth it, man. Um, I mean, Adrian Peterson can afford it. But well, yeah. hey, go, going back to what Kevin said and kids, this is why you don't have multiple kids with multiple women because – and I'm not saying he's, he's guilty or not guilty of these other accusations, but – at some point, you know that's a lot of that's a lot of cash you got to dole out to a lot of different people. And if some people are not happy, they see that big contract and then they're not happy about the the money they're getting. Well, hey, I'm some of it might be true, and then you might have some others that say, well, hey, I'm gonna blackmail you, and, and yeah. I'm gonna come no, out with this too if you don't pay up. And so, uh, you know, he's in a tough as, spot. As he's... good as life is for Adrian Peterson, probably a bad call to, uh, you know be spreading it out there he's in a really tough spot but i mean i think there's i don't see i mean if this even if other accusations come out i think minnesota sort of they they had the whole press conference today i think they're playing them i I, you know oh for sure for unless they have evidence he's gonna play he's i mean he's playing and he makes matt castle a below average quarterback from matt castle goes from uh he from Brian sh- from Brian Hoyer too. <laughs> no, he goes from like he's Schuler level to like Brian Hoyer level when Adrian right. Peterson's in the game. I mean that's how it is. I mean he was he, but 
also, and we'll get into the preview in just a second, he's about three bad series away from getting benched. So um, now we got we got Twitter questions, which I like. Um, hey, 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 Junior Gallette, you want to you want to fucking uh, destroy something? You want to you want to call out? Take out all your aggression on the fake fans. On the guy hitting his kids with a fucking stick. Kevin, Kevin. Okay. Kevin, here's a here's take a, out your aggression on that here, guy. Here's a fun hypothetical. Junior Gallette tackles Adrian Peterson behind behind the line and then fake spanks him to celebrate. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. I will f- listen. Does let's get the Twitter? let's get the Kickstarter going now to pay for that. And, any bad Twitter will that Galette has gained in the last 48 hours we would immediately it. vanish. Be like, it will evaporate. It'll be the greatest GIF in the history of the world is what it'll be. Um, GIF. GIF. All right. Uh, <laughs> don't start. Don't start, Juge. All right. All right. We got we – got, we got, uh, update for the Fantasy Football League uh, really quickly. My team sucks so bad. I tried to put the Fantasy Stink on West from the Browns. And I wasn't even able to do that. I put him in my lineup specifically so he would get a zero, and he didn't. And you still got crushed, right? I got crushed. My team is a fucking abomination. It just <laughs> is. Well, I'm in a cripple fight with somebody this week. I can't even figure out who – I don't even remember who that is. Well, it's your own fault, Ralph, for championing the auction draft, which I didn't have time for. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun, and I I would do it again. I would do it again. I would do it again. So um, let's get to the today. I gotta say I, I'm surprised. I thought we were gonna uh, talk about the angry hood out a little bit. We don't have to. Well, I mean, it was a little. We 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 had a little uh, Twitter fun today on on uh, on uh, with the angry hood. He got he got on me. He was like. Uh, Saying that I was self-promoting myself. Um, well, yeah. But that's, I mean, like, like, I don't know, like, what else is, what else is Twitter for? I mean, like, if you're, if you're, if either I'm on Twitter and I'm, like, doing the play-by-play of my lunch or I'm talking about the Saints and retweeting links that I like in my own column. Like, I don't know what the fuck else you do uh, on Twitter. Well, plus doom and gloom is kind of your thing, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I you mean, can't, you the can't fucking, your they're, thing. They're fucking, they're 0-2. What do you want from? What do you want from me? Do you want me to be like, yay, it's gonna be 14 and two? There, you know, even though they have a dumpster fire at a corner, like, I don't know. They, our fearless leader, has joined us, Dave. Um, hey, Dave. Hi. Uh, Dave, hi, Dave, hi. We, you be, you be, you've been, you've been busy beating your kids. Don't lie. <laughs> Dave, you are. Where is the Dave Cariello panic meter? Oh, it's. I'm not that panicky. I think you. You know, I wrote something this morning. Well, I wrote it last night. It went up this morning, but uh, you know, I'm not. There's no reason to panic yet. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, now, let that statement sink in for a second. Dave, Mark Ingram has a broken hand. Well, I'm glad we're talking about that because I I feel like that this that news has sort of been. Well, you've obviously what, missed it if you're not panicking. No, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> missed it. I, I'm. I'm disappointed. It's. It's. You know, I. I feel bad for. for that's Ingram. your boy, and he was rolling, Dave. Well, I know, and that's. And that's really. I think that's got to be the most frustrating thing for Ingram himself. I mean, he's. He's finally, uh, playing well. 
he's finally getting uh, the carries and he's finally producing and then he breaks his hand. Uh, and, and also, you know, props to him for playing the second half yesterday, Sunday, with a broken hand. Uh, you got to give it give that to him. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's no reason to panic. I, look at it this way. I, the Saints. There's no reason to panic. Have you watched Patrick Robinson? I've watched Patrick Robinson, yeah, but, you know, I, I mean, the Saints are probably, the, the Saints won every game they played in the Superdome last year, and they haven't lost in the Superdome, Superdome for like a year and a half, two years. So Since I, 2010 I, with Sean Payton on the sideline. Well, see, I mean, there you go. So, you know, I feel like we can at least expect them to win all of their home games. So that's that's eight wins at right least? there. Yeah, so, you know, that that's eight wins right there. So well, would, Wouldn't that be at most, though? Yeah. At most, yes, at most. They're going to win all, all of their home games. At worst, what, so, at wor- at quickly around the horn, at worst, what do they do at home? Seven. Seven, seven wins at worst. Kevin? <sighs> five. Yeah, I'm with Kevin. Worst case scenario is five and three at home. I say I, worst case scenario is five. I, 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 I still think... I still think they're a 10-win team, and a t- 10 wins gets them, you know, a wild card at least. It might not get them the division this year, but it gets them a wild card. They're they're in the playoffs. You know, it's not time to panic yet. These were two away games. You know, the, the Saints have. So Dave, in, do, in, so is history, it is this have had trouble with the Browns? Dave, do and, you agree this is a must-win? If they lose to the Vikings, does that change things for you? Yeah, it's a must-win because it's at home. You know, like yeah. I said, I, I think they win all their home games. So. Uh, but yeah, zero and three is there. There is a little bit of a difference between zero and does, three, zero and two. Do, obviously, does do they have mentally. to win? Do they have to win? Imp- and I'll start with you, Dave. Do they have to win impressively to make? But I mean, if they if they win like if they win like thirty eight thirty five, and it take like they Shane Graham kicks a field goal at the buzzer and they win thirty eight thirty five, will you still feel as confident as you feel right now? Yeah, I mean, a win is a win. The, the The most important thing is getting the win. If they get the win, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be happy, and I'm, you won't hear any complaints from me. Um, you know, so yeah, style points are for suckers. Yeah, I mean, this isn't this isn't college, and uh, it, it, if we're going by style points, if 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 I'm gonna sit here, or if anybody, if any Saints fan is gonna sit here and say, well, if they win, but it's it's close, then that sucks. You know, then then I'm then I'm still going to be worried. Well, well, no, I mean, but what I'm saying is, of course, I, a win is a win. But if they win 38-35, I'll be happy. Right. But it won't change my opinion that they're going eight and eight. Like, but okay, if they but win 38-35, but, but, but the last but the last two games that they've played, they've lost by a field goal at to, at to, at the end of the game, and yet everybody is freaking out and panicking. So if if you're gonna if you're gonna look at a close win at home against the Vikings. And 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 not be that happy about it. Then you have to look at the two losses that were close, but that that they almost won. And the you have to be, and then you have to at least be happy about that. It, well, it, the it, reason I'm panicking is because their defense is a, has has regressed hugely from last year. I think That's it's why. just, I, I, you know, honestly, 
first of all, if if we, I, you know, I, I might have missed this, and if we if we discussed what's worse, the offense or the defense, because that seems to be the major, uh, you know, argument that Saints fans are having this week is, oh, is it the offense's fault that they lost against the Browns, or is it the defense's fault? First of all, you know, it, it's the defense. The, the the Saints on offense are have the second most yards per game, have the second or third most uh, points scored. You know, they're at the top. They're in the top three, top four. Um, in uh, many offensive categories across the league. Uh, and they are in the bottom two, bottom three, in a lot of the major defensive categories in the league. So if, if you want to pin this on the offense or defense and which one's playing worse, the, the offense is, is fine, and the defense is just not up to snuff. But um, I wouldn't say Drew Brees I, was I, I fine think... yesterday. I think he was pretty mediocre for by his standards yesterday. Well, he's been mediocre. Of course, if the Saints are if the Saints are going are losing, then Drew Brees is obviously mediocre. The, Drew Brees isn't going to play a great game, and the Saints are going to lose. That's just not going to happen. You know, if, if Drew Brees plays a great game, the Saints win, unless the defense totally shits the bed. But I I, I think a lot of these defensive things, these issues, I think it's. A communication issues more than anything that that the 22 yard play on the final drive where, where the guy was wide open you know that's that's not poor that's not you know a lack of talent that's a complete breakdown in communication so and you I don't think, think you don't think there's a lack of talent at cornerback compared to the rest of the defense yes there's a lack of talent the cornerback is the weakest position by far you know people are railing on Patrick Robinson and yeah he, he made some bad plays last week but I, I mean on Sunday but he also made some pretty decent plays. He made a good pass breakup in the third quarter, I think it was, or the fourth quarter. He made yeah, a nice. He made, he, yeah, I agree. He he, he made a nice uh, tackle. Uh, he grabbed the guy's feet on the running back in the backfield. You know, he, he made some decent plays too. But you know, I think, like I said, I think the the good news is that fans can hang their hat on is I, I think really a majority of these uh, of these defensive problems are communication issues, and those are issues that can you would like to think can be easily rectified. Well, all right, let's go to uh, Twitter questions. Then we're gonna okay. Super Saiyan Saint, and I'll ask this one of you, uh, Andrew. Uh, the Doom Scale is it Mount Doctor or Armageddon? <laughs> uh, I'm not ready to say you know it's the panic because I think right now, until proven otherwise, um, I'm totally on board with the theory. Um, that the, the narrative is true, the lazy narrative that the Saints don't play well on the road. I, I'm willing to accept that at this point, that they're just a juggernaut, an unbeatable juggernaut at home. And when they go on the road, anything can happen. They can lose to awful teams. It's usually going to come down to a play here or there. Um, and I can accept that. Um, so um, until further notice, I still think at home, our expectation has got to be with the fans and, and the, high, the high potency of the offense. Um, that they're going to put up enough points to win. So um, I, I'm not ready to panic yet. If 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 I mean I, I'm going to come out and say this flat out. If they lose to the Vikings by any score, doesn't really matter how it plays out. But if they lose that game, um, then I'm pretty convinced the season is over. I mean I, I can't overstate this that this game in Minnesota at home is a must win for the team. You, you have to win, uh, Kevin. Uh, uh, worst coverage: Ralph and his one good arm and leg. Or Patrick Robinson. <laughs> and the colder Patrick, it gets, Patrick Robinson, but barely. The colder it gets, the more I limp because of the pins in my leg. 
So I would be horrible. Oh shit! You got pins in your leg? Yeah. I got so you're so you're better in the dome, right? Yeah, I'm better in the dome. But you get me in Chicago in December. Who is going to be ugly? I'm like a 70 year old man with a walker. It's bad. It's bad. Lord. Uh, Andrew, uh, more fake diva tits or Saints fans? <laughs> diva tits? What is that? I don't get that. Yeah. But diva tits. Diva, diva tits are almost always going to be fake. Oh. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's, yeah. that's what that meant. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just think the whole fake fans thing that Kyrie Robinson and Junior Gallette kind of threw out there is ridiculous. I think I've been a fan. I've put up with a lot of losing. My my parents before me put up with even more, and we've been season ticket holders throughout. Um, I write on the Saints every day. I spend half my life freaking writing about the Saints or talking about them. He went to the I, fucking Greenbrier, people. I, yeah, I went to the Greenbrier. I spend a lot of money on the team. I support them. And I think that I, I'm i a real fan regardless of what my opinion is. And I think I have earned the right with what I've spent on DirecTV as well to oh, be, yeah, critical, be critical if I want to be. And I don't think that makes me a bad fan. I think it makes me a passionate fan. And uh, look, my opinion is not always going to be right. Um, now, I think it's different now when, when you're using when you're being rational or you're using facts to support your criticism, um, then I then I think it's totally fine. I think where it, it kind of crosses the line, maybe, is when a fan instigates things on Twitter. And now I'm not going to throw Gallette or Robinson completely under the bus because I'm sure some Gallette's guys, a crazy r- person. I kind of yeah, get him he that. is. But I, I'm I sure some people wrote those players on Twitter and said, you guys are garbage. You're awful. Yeah. And I mean, that that's just dumb. I mean, you shouldn't be doing that. If, if you're a fan that did that, shame on you. Here is a, uh, a fun question. So I'll start with um, I'll start with you, Dave. Owen to start. How much has it reset your expectations for 2012 for 2014 as far as what a successful season is? Well, you know that's that's exactly what I what I wrote this morning. Um, It it has reset my expectations, but I I say that only because I think that uh, our expectations were just insanely high to start this season. I I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's go back to this off season when we were legitimately talking about whether this was the most talented saints team in the history of the saints. You know, there's nowhere to go, but down from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you had guys like Christian Garrix at practice, you know, a training camp practice saying that was the best practice I've ever seen the Saints, you know, involved in. And, and I mean, I was, had, I was guilty of that too. For well, sure. I, we all were guilty. And yeah. yeah I mean, shit, I mean, shit, I fucking said 12 and four before the season for the first time in my life. I said 13 and, and three. I was in high. <laughs> but I mean, so Dave, well, like, what? They, what, and, what and, and there's still a chance, still Ralph. They just guys. have to go 13 like and one. <laughs> I'd, I'd say 13 and three is pretty much impossible. So, but Dave, I mean, what? So when the season ends, you, you can, you can, when they go 13 and one, and at the end of the season they end 13 and three, you can play this back for me. But I'm gonna say this right now: that 13 and three is impossible. <laughs> no. So, but Dave, what? I mean, I. So what in what in your mind? If the season – when the season ends, 
now that they've started 0-2, when it when it's over, and they, if they don't win the Super Bowl, what short of that will you judge? How will you judge? How will you judge it a success or a failure? Well, I always said from the beginning, I always thought that they could go to the NFC Championship game. If they went to the NFC Championship game, regardless of whether they won that game or lost that game, I would say that's definitely a success. I would say for just about any team, uh, that that's that's a success. And obviously, teams always set their goals um, as high as possible and, and, and hope to win the Super Bowl and want to win the Super Bowl and even maybe expect to win the Super Bowl. Um, but obviously only te- only two teams can, or only one team can win the Super Bowl. Only two teams can go to the Super Bowl. But, you know, if, if they make it to the to the NFC Championship game, regardless of whether they win or lose, I think that would be a success. What about- I mean, just going back to just going back to what we were talking about before, you know, I, I think I think our expectations before this season were. But if they go nine you know, and seven, that, and get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, that would be that would be disappointing. That that would definitely be disappointing. Still, even at zero and two, even with an zero and two start, and like and you know like we were talking about before, you know I, I think that our expectations were so high before this season started that we just thought that that these guys were just going to steamroll over opponents. You know, teams like the Browns, oh they suck. The, the Saints are just going to dominate them. Uh, and this is the NFL, and there's a lot of parity in the NFL. Well, and that's, just, all right. that's just not the way so, that it so, happens. So you're saying uh, just making the playoffs, even in spite of the 0-2 start, just making the playoffs and getting bounced would be a disappointment from this point forward still? Yeah, making the playoffs with an 0-2 start, um, that's totally within the realm of possibility. This, this isn't – you know. This isn't like Buffalo or Oakland or anything. This this is the Saints. You know, if if the Patriots started 0-2, uh, I think everybody would say, well, they're the Patriots. They're Belichick. They're a good coach. Yeah, team. but history says you're fucked. I, I understand what history says. Well, you know, okay. If you want to talk about history, if you're gonna if you're gonna judge everything in the future by what's already happened in the past, then you should have expected them to lose to the Browns. How bad did the Browns kick the Saints' ass four years ago in the Dome? Well, How badly did they kick their ass? They badly. fucking killed them. Well, well I mean, if you, if, yeah, but if you want more, if you want even more relevant, Dave, if you want even more relevant history, look back at the times the Saints have started 0-2 under Sean Payton, and both of those teams finished 7-9. and <laughs> You know, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I don't, I don't see seven and nine. So, well, Andrew, I'll ask you the question. They're Owen, they're Owen two. How yep. do you, how do you define success? Well, I think so. You, you just put um, a lot of statistics out there, Ralph. And for me, I mean, obviously at this point, you know, once you get into the playoffs, you lose. It's disappointing. But for me, it's just get in, just get into the playoffs. And for me, that, that would, that's, that's the goal at this point. I don't really care how they get in, if it's the one seed or the six seed. Um, but at this point, you can't really be picky. Um, and I think that would be a big accomplishment based on the hole that they're in right now, um, yeah. based on history. And so, um, you know, obviously once you get in the playoffs, then it's then crazy things can happen, and it's one game at a time. You When you move on, you lose, it's over. Um, and, and you just kind of take that as it comes. But I don't really see how – you could. You, I don't see how you could think that anything like you could have higher aspirations in the playoffs right now. You yeah, know, if they I, were two and zero and they had skull dragged these two teams, then we'd all be talking Super Bowl. But they they're zero and two, and the odds are very low for them to make it based on history. So I think making the playoffs would be a huge accomplishment for this team as it stands right now. I I completely agree. I think if they I think if they get to nine and seven, 
it'll be a nice recovery from zero two. It, it won't make you guys. You guys are fucking killing me, man. We we what? are not on. We are not on the same page at all. <laughs> I like we it though. That's what makes it fun. If we all agree, it's all. boring a podcast. Well, I know that. I mean, but, but nine it, and seven. That that is. Uh, I mean, in the Sean Payton era, that is mediocre. That well, yeah, mediocre. I mean, but history. And but guess what? Saying, this team has looked mediocre, Dave. I mean, I understand that, but you know, the, the corrections can be made. I, I, you know, I, I I could very well be wrong. I could very. Well I mean, be I'm wrong. Just, I hope you are correct, Dave. I just say twelve percent of teams that start zero and two make the playoffs, and I mean. The good thing is Philadelphia is losing tonight. The NFC is a is a notch below what I originally thought. Well, it could I'm be. I'm going to give Dave some credit too. I mean, I, I do think there's a difference between a team that leads leads the NFL in scoring that is 0-2, but it has Drew Brees and Sean Payton and yeah. has the history of a Super Bowl title and all that stuff. Uh, that 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 probably skews the percentages a little bit more towards better odds than your traditional Raiders, Jaguars, Bills that start 0-2 and just have a garbage roster, and, and everyone knows they're not going to win many the, games. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The big difference. Thank you, Andrew. That is my, exactly what I'm talking about. Kevin, my, about, yes, the, yes, this team is 0-2, but you're talking about an 0-2 team that has the second-best-ranked offense in the league. So yeah, it, Kevin, it's, it's, it's not going to last forever. It's not going to continue like this. No. Kevin, my concern with the uh, – of but throw out all the – you know, you're owing to you're screwed for the play. My biggest concern is more even so than the Atlanta game. I felt like yesterday the Saints gave one away, and that is just hard because it's hard enough to win enough games as it is. But they really Atlanta was a coin flip, but yesterday they gave that one away. I, I I mean I don't know about that. I I, I would I, I I think the the argument could be made they gave both games away. I mean they went into halftime against Atlanta up twenty to seven, and it was you had them right where you fucking wanted them the whole game. And then the second half you just kind of fell apart. And then and then with uh with Cleveland you know again you you the offense you ask them to score. And take a lead and put them in a position to win. They did, and then and and they had the lead, and then they were driving again, and then they you know a couple of fuck ups, but again they still had the lead, and Cleveland had to go fucking ninety five yards. Ninety six. Ninety six. Even better. <laughs> well, not not Get quite the, that far because they, they just went had to 85. kick a field goal. Yeah, eighty five yards. Okay, but 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 again they had to go that far. To kick a fucking field goal. And they but did I, it. But I feel like the Saints, they had the ball up one. They they had the sack that they could have kicked the field goal to make Cleveland have to score a touchdown at the end. They had Cleveland at – they had them at the third and 12, a fourth and six. Like I mean like they busted up the – I feel like – Well, the fourth down play is the one I think that hurts the most because that, that was the game. You know, they, they that's, that's the one play that you can point to where the Saints make a play there and it's over. Yeah. So I think if you look at all the plays, I mean, the fourth and four offsides is infuriating. And, you know, the sack where Pierre Thomas doesn't pick up the blitz assignment, that that's brutal because it takes the Saints out of field goal range. But that fourth down play, that was it. All right, let's get to Minnesota, gentlemen. The Saints are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. It'll probably, I would bet, 
by the time it kicks off noon on Sunday, it'll. I bet you it's probably going to be ten and a half because people are just going to stampede to the Saints at home. You don't. You don't think with Adrian Peterson back and Mark Ingram breaking his hand, I think people are going to pound Minnesota there. Real? I don't know, we'll see. I mean, the Saints are. Who Republic. knows? Peterson might get benched again. He just got indicted True. again for a second child abuse. No, indicted again or accused? I, something. I don't. You know, accused or something. I don't know what it was. I didn't. I didn't. Uh... I, I think if, I think if he's indicted, that's different. But I think if he's just accused, I think the Vikings will say, "Oh, well, we'll we're going to let this one play out." Uh, is it wrong that I really, really don't want him to play? No. That means no. That means, Why would you want the best like running I, back like, in history to play? Like I don't like I just, like, like, like like I fucking said, put him in a fucking catapult. <laughs> All right. I hope he plays. I feel like when when someone's injured, a starting quarterback or a backup running back. And and we always do this like, oh, well, they don't have Ben Tate or they don't have the Rams starting Sam Bradford or they don't have this guy. Um, it's going to go so much better for the Saints. And yeah. I just feel like they play down in the competition. And they don't prepare uh, well. So I'd rather just have, go up against Adrian have, Peterson. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, the Saints historically have done pretty darn well against Adrian Peterson. They've, 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 yes, they've they contained have. him very well in multiple, even when he, multiple games. Even when he's getting yards, he's fumbling. Which, yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, Dave, before we get to before we get to the predictions, pretty quickly, I'll be at the game Sunday. Uh, is this crowd going to be a hundred percent behind the Saints? Are they going to be a little bit uh, angry and surly if the defense starts to suck early? And not necessarily that the Saints. I mean, if they fall behind, the crowd may boo. But if it's like 14-14 in the second quarter, do you think this crowd could be a little surly? If it's tied, I, I don't think they'll boo, but you know, I definitely think uh, if the Saints fall behind and the defense, you know, isn't making plays or is giving up third downs, four towns, that kind of stuff, or or Patrick Robinson does something stupid, uh, I think you're going to hear some boos. Yeah, I do. All right, well, let's get to the fun part, predictions. Kevin, give me a prediction on the score. Give me uh, an MVP. And also, give me a prediction on what – Adrian Peterson does in the game. Yeah. Uh, I will say I'll say 27 to 23 Saints. Uh, I mean, shit, if, if, if I would take that nine and a half points easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll say 27-23. Uh, I think I think Drew Brees looks the best he's uh, look. I, I mean, I know it's only the third game. I think he's the that's the best he looks all season. Uh, I think Brandon Cooks uh, goes in and does this. Actually, you know what? I'll re- I'll retract Brandon Cooks. I'll say Pierre Thomas. Ooh, that's a good one. I think I think Kyrie Robinson does it. You know, gets gets some yards. You know, go, go the up the gut guy and all that kind of stuff looks pretty decent. But Pierre Thomas gets a rushing touchdown on short yardage and gets a swing pass touchdown. So two touchdown recept, two touchdowns for uh, Pierre and 27 to 23. And Adrian Peterson. Uh, Adrian Peterson uh, gets lost at baggage claim. <laughs> I like that prediction. I like that one. Um, Why? Dave, your prediction for the game. I, I actually like Kevin's score prediction. I'm going I'm to I'm say the same thing for the score. 
Um, Adrian Peterson will be a non-factor. And, um, and, I, and I'm only saying that because, because, again, like I said before, the Saints have done a pretty good job containing him. Uh, and, uh, and I'm actually going to go uh, – I'll, I'll pick up uh, Cooks where, where Kevin left him, and I'll take uh, Brandon Cooks as, uh, as uh, the, the, the guy that we're going to be talking about after the game. Andrew? Uh, I think the Saints are going to win – 44 to 17. Oh, God. Um, I, I think this is going to be – I think they're pissed. I think they're going to play well. They're going to come home. And all is going to be forgiven. Um, and I think, you know, Jimmy Graham has, has played well up to this point. I think he's going to ramp it up a notch even. I think you'll see three touchdowns from Jimmy Graham. He goes off. Drew Brees plays lights out. Uh, the offense is firing on all cylinders. I think defensively it maybe starts a little shaky. Um, and I think Adrian Peterson, maybe 12 carries for 80 yards and a score. Um, but they just abandon the run because they're down by so much and they start throwing. And that's when it's a sack fest. And um, I think things go a little better. So I, I think Adrian Peterson does well, but doesn't get many touches because it gets out of hand. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the Saints come back to the Superdome and it cures all all problems. I think – if I think you're going to know how this game is going to go uh, after a quarter, like if this you're either the Saints are going to struggle right off the bat and it's just going to be the defense isn't going to be fit, be able to fix itself at home or uh, they're just going to, like Andrew says, skull drag Minnesota. But I'm going to go a totally different way. I'm going to go 38, 35 Saints and I'm going to predict to you the Saints are going to be down two touchdowns in the second half. And Drew Brees is just going to pull that shit out. And Patrick Robinson is going to make the game save and pick. <laughs> and the Saints are going to win 38 to 30. I thought you, you were kind of setting this up earlier and saying it was going to be Shane Graham at the buzzer. I was going to say Shane Graham at the buzzer. But what I'm going to say is it's going to be – it's going to be – they're going to be down 35-31. Brees is going to hit Graham for a touchdown. They'll go up 38-35. And then Patrick Robinson will pick – uh, Matt Castle, and that will be the winning. Thing. Let, let me ask you this: How many touchdowns does Patrick Robinson give up prior to making that pick? Oh, three. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna he's gonna get torched. But what the Saints will say is, we played great defense in the second half. We fixed the problems, onward and upward. But I'm gonna say 38-35 Saints. Um, and there's gonna be a lot of fucking angry people at about 1:30 on Twitter. Just negative. I like I like my prediction a lot better than I yours. Do. It's gonna, I do. Like it's going to make for a much much uh, easier Sunday afternoon. It is, but uh, you know, on that note, and remember, people, to donate, we still need money to cover uh, Kevin eating broccoli, so you can hear it in crystal clear sound uh, and that sort of thing. Go to Saints Nation. Andrew had his offensive grades today, and you'll have the defensive grades tomorrow, right, Andrew? Is it just a? Uh, you should just have like a a giant podcast. Yeah. Podcast tomorrow, uh, defensive grades Wednesday. Yeah, you just have uh, you just have a giant F, right? You just somebody go. did get an F. I bet you can't guess who it was. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to Canal. You can go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave's got threads for the game and all kinds of uh, recap stuff. He wrote an interesting piece this morning. So go there, Kevin. He's on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I'm riling people up. Oh, that's good shit right there. So, uh, so far. Hey, I've got fans, so fuck off. So for for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Uh, 
Until next week, be safe. Yeah, that needed to make a comeback. <laughs>